Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Exposed Dragged Out, the show where I talk to some of your favorite drag queens. And today, I have two very lovely individuals. One's name is Tammy Brown. The other one's name is Kelly Mantle, and they are here to chat about the Browns coming for its second season. Ow, ow, ow. Are you guys excited? Oh, my God. So excited. (laughs) It's it's great. It's it's it, we're over the moon practically. Yeah, I mean, last season was already incredible. You had your three episodes. Are we expecting three this time? Are there more this time? Like, what's the length of the show this season? There's five this time. Oh. Five episodes. Yeah. Oh, and are we going to be revolving around Miss Tammy now being solo? Is that is that the the vibe that we're getting? Solo? What do you mean solo? Like by myself? Solo as solo as and Sheila left you. So are we are we getting uh you trying to figure yourself out now? Well, if you're trying to get spoiler alerts, I don't think you're gonna get too many. Oh mm. yeah. Mm. I, I see how you're asking this Tammy, or, Sheila dumped <laughs> Tammy in the last season. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's a very difficult client, you know. And so this season has a lot of storylines, but yes, it picks up where Tammy had ran off. And uh, we get reunited. Reunited. Uh-huh. And it feels so, so good. I'm like really excited. I would love to know about how the process comes when it comes down to like writing and getting all this. Like, where does the creative mumbo jumbo come from? <laughs> well, that's funny that you ask. Can you hear Kelly laugh in there? Uh-huh. Um, well, usually they ask us. So my John Mark will ask Kelly or myself ideas, or we'll also give ideas to John Mark. But um, this one, John Mark had um, Paige, Paige, right? She took over and wrote the whole script, to be honest with you, most of the script, and um, left very little room to at-living and stuff that we normally do right now. So Kelly was smart enough to take it into her own hands and write in her own jokes. Ah. Because you know, I went to Second City and everything, and Chicago's. <laughs> so you're so you you're all good with the improv. You're like I I I'm love a- improv. I love improv. The way this started out was uh, John, Mark, and Tammy got together and they came up with an idea just to shoot some content for Instagram. 
And Tammy called me up and she said, hey, come over and shoot some shit with us. And I'm like, well, what is it? She's like, I don't know. So I grabbed a bottle of wine, some weed and a wig, and I showed up and Sheila was born and the Browns was born. And it all came out of improv. Everything was just like Curb Your Enthusiasm or like a Christopher Guest movie. It was all just based on improv. And they were like little one minute Instagram videos. Um, And then we went to Mexico, shot a whole season there. And now our new season is more scripted, but we still allowed room for improv to happen when we could and when they could. And so there's a lot of fun and play games and shit in it. And it's going to be exciting. I'm excited. But what I did primarily is I followed the advice of John Mark and stuff because he said it was going to escape stakes were going to be up. So I said, well, you know what? I'll follow the script 100% and just show them that I can do this. Well, Tammy, let me ask you, because you are, in my mind, the greatest storyteller of all time. When it comes down to you guys doing this and like performing the script, is it hard to stay line by line since that's what you said the direction is more this season? Do you still want to improv? Do you feel like it's harder or more easier? Well, I personally feel that it's it's a lot. It's what is genius that I stay to my improv roots and do my improv because what comes out of my mouth, you know, is, you know, sound bits and everything else. And it's been that way practically all my life. And it is through my career, you know, that's why Miss Mojo did the, what, top 10 sayings of mine, quotes and whatnot. And there's even 13 of them. So as I said before, where's my Grammy for spoken word? But that's part <laughs> of my genius is to be able to just rattle off and say these she wonderful, brilliant things. Huh? She wants her Grammy. Yeah, I want my Grammy. And well, Kelly knows this about me too. That's part about me, you know, that's so, so genius is to be able to do this. So in the scenes that we had together, I know that a lot of Tammyisms came out. We got to, you know, we played a lot and a lot of your just little things that her magic, just magic falls out of her mouth, you know, like Lucky Charms. It's crazy. (laughs) Minus the palm oil. (laughs) Oh, uh, we can't eat Lucky Charms now. No Lucky Charms. Palm Uh, oil, palm oils. Last season, you had a slew of guests. You had Angina, you had Kasha Davis, Pandora Box. You also had Coco Peru. Are we going to be getting any special people just popping up, maybe? Oh, yes. We have new people coming up. Are we allowed to say? Yes, I think so. It's all all online. Okay. We have Katya is going to be on there. And Mug for Days is going to be on there. And who else do we have? Who else do we have? We have Honey Davenport is going to be on there. We have, Sheila may have a little love interest. Uh Who is that? Who is that? She likes that wet ass pussy, you know. Uh, We might have Jen Colbert, the amazing comedian, making a guest star appearance as well. You're just locking them in and you're Uh, putting it out. Oh, did you remember one, Tammy? Of course, Sherry Vine. Oh, yes. And the oh, fabulous. Yes. Sherry Vine's in there. And I, I love that Sherry Vine's in there being that she's one of my favorite queens from the 90s, of course. <laughs> well, she I, is. I love the 90s queens. That's what I live for. That's my ultimate. Her show was so good. Her variety show. Did you see it? Jessica? Yes. Oh, yes, God. I did. It was so I was like actually shocked because in my head I was like, I give so much props to, because I I do everything on my own. And I, you know, I know that the Browns started out that way too. And I know Sherry. Yeah. And Sherry, you know, with the same thing with the variety. And I think that the best work comes out when you 
have to work your ass off and you have to do it all yourself. Like that's when the beauty comes. Yeah. You know, I was asked in an interview the other day, they said, what is the best advice you've ever been given? And I said, create your own path. It's really like when someone said that to me at the time, it didn't make sense. And now that I'm older, I'm like, oh my God, yes. You have to create your own path. I can't deal with those other paths. So it's crossroads. It's too much. Yeah, so I love that that you you do all of that stuff yourself. Yeah, it's I think it's it's like also like a greater reward in the end. You know, like you like feel like you you see it and you you get to see what is in front of you and what you work so hard on and I know that like just watching the Browns your first season and seeing all the talent that both of you have is extreme do you guys ever want to like have would you want that to end up going on like network tv or like a big streamer like would you want it to go the bigger route or would you like to prefer to stay the smaller maya maya 100 as they say in arabic maya maya please 100 we want that money come on curb your enthusiasm let's go <laughs> tammy she's about the business Hello. Work so hard. For me personally, I love things where you do them and you have absolutely no expectations and no plans. And, you know, like I said, when she called me up and we did this, we never dreamed in a million years it would turn into a TV show, you know, or at least I didn't. And so when those things happen and you don't have those expectations, they're always the sweetest rewards, you know, so... Well, but John, Mark, and I had a feeling we knew this was going to end up into a TV show. We had the big feeling. And Kelly knew this, too. We were really passionate about pushing for this show. You knew that, Kelly. Oh, once it got going, most definitely. When it started, I just thought we were making silly videos for Instagram. (laughs) Right. Then again, I was drunk and stoned, so maybe I don't remember (laughs) it all that well. (laughs) Tammy, I want to ask you how much you feel like you relate to Tammy Brown and the Browns is, do you feel like Tammy Brown and the Browns is a character version of Tammy Brown, your drag persona, or is that fully Miss Tammy Brown? Like, do you want that trajectory for your life? Oh, she's most definitely a character. It's just acting because I wouldn't treat my son like that. And I wouldn't make the mistakes to talk to him in the way that I do. As a parent, I would put my child through those awful things, but it's just common life. Uh, it's kind of same scenarios or of certain people's lives that I just kind of throw in there and act from, and maybe some stuff from my, my past and whatnot. But I don't think that, no, it's, it's totally different than who I am for Tammy from the show is more of a biological woman. Although she's a flat chested mosquito bite girl, <laughs> as they say, <laughs> at least it's not horse ticks. Oh, yeah, not a horse. <laughs> I can't. I can't. What is it like working together? I can imagine it is the hoot it's of horrible. the season. She's a nightmare. She's a movie <laughs> monster. We're like Joan Crawford and Betty Davis on a set of Baby Jane. Oh, you my said gosh. you weren't going to talk about that, Kelly. Oh, it's wonderful. We work very well together. She's a delight to work with. She's very personable. <laughs> well, we both are. You know, we like to have so much fun together. We laugh at a lot of things. We both rile each other up, or she likes to rile me up more than I rile her up. I do. We both, we stand up for each other. We have each other's back. And when John Mark asked me who I, because we're very inclusive. I've always been inclusive and John Mark is always very inclusive as well. So it works really well, the combination of John Mark and I working well together. But he asked 
you know, me who I wanted to work with. And most definitely I said, Kelly Mantles with an S, Kelly Mantles. But she's great to work with. She's knowledgeable in the theater. And I don't think she gets enough credit for being so knowledgeable about the TV business as well. And I'm going to see it to next season that she's actually writing the script with me. Tammy, I love that you said Kelly Mantles. I love that you made her into, you know, the Targets or the Krogers, or the Ralphses or the Walmarts. You know, like, that's such a I'm common thing in my mind. I'm yeah. supermarket. Yeah, you are a big brand now, Kelly. Kelly Mantles. Yes. Kelly Mantles for baseball bats. I'm like the bargain circus. Uh-huh, the bargain circus, the flea market. Yes, two for one. What would you guys say is the biggest difference between season one and season two? Well, first of all, the budget. <laughs> you know, I mean, when we started out, it was just, you know, Gabe, on, Gabe is amazing, our DP, uh, John Mark's brother. It was just him with his little camera. And even in Mexico, I mean, we were total guerrilla style in Mexico on the beach where I go into the ocean and I'm running. You know, we were just out there just winging it. So this season, we had a really great budget and we got to have a crew and craft services and call sheets and like real things, you know? <laughs> well, I really do like though that the fact that we all really worked hard because John Mark and I were the ones, I mean, John Mark and I, the first two seasons, actually we three seasons, we were the ones that put in our money and all that for that. And Kelly did too, time and everything. But it's just really cool that we were able to do that, I think, and put that on. I really like, I really enjoyed that personally. Like you were saying, going back to what you were saying earlier too about doing it yourself and everything. That's just something that's really cool. And that we actually did it. Yeah, you actually did it. And now you're going to be on Out TV. Is it Out TV, right? Out TV, Fruit TV, Amazon Prime, Apple Plus. Apple TV, I think. That's incredible. And I, I love also that you guys are in the acting realm. I think, you know, we see so many drag queens these days and in videos and music videos and, you know, pursuing comedy and music and all this stuff. But if you actually think about it, the actual acting scripted world of like a show produced, you know, by and for and everything, like you guys do a very good job of that and just showcasing that, you know, Drag can be multiple things. I think that, you know, as the show RuPaul's Drag Race that, you know, you guys were never on. I don't think so. I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, that that show has taken its, its own life in a way. And the girls on it kind of like are more in a cookie cutter way now, you know. And seeing you guys from earlier seasons actually pursue you know, what you're passionate about, I think is very, very, very inspiring. And Kelly, you've been an actress for quite some time. You've had your roles and your things. What would you say is the difference between working on the Browns and working on, let's say, like a network show? Is there any big difference? Well, yeah, I've been acting since I was five years old. You know, I started in the theater and it's been my whole life, you know, I mean, and so for me to go on something like Drag Race was really out of my comfort zone, you know, because I'm not, I'm very shy, actually. I, I'm really good at playing characters, but I'm horrible at being myself. <laughs> Terribly shy. So that makes for a horrible reality show. <laughs> can, you know, cameras are there and I'm like, can you go away right now, please? But, you know, one of the great things about that experience was that RuPaul said that I was the Carol Burnett of drag and Michelle Visage repeated it at the reunion. And that's, Carol's the whole reason I got into acting and character work and improv and, you know, all of that stuff. It is two completely different worlds kind of 
going back to what you were saying a minute ago, you know, and just like Carol, I need my Bob Mackie, you know, I need someone to come in and create the looks for me because I'm terrible at that. But working on this show was different than working on other TV shows and films because I did get a lot more say in my character and I got to improv and come up with a lot of the, you know, lines myself and stuff like that. So that's been a joy because that, you know, when you work on a really big, I was very spoiled. My very first big TV show to get booked on was NYPD Blue. And I played a recurring role and I got to sit in with Stephen Bochco, the creator of the show and Mark Tinker and all the producers. And I got to tell them how this character as a trans sex worker should be and try to make her, you know, have more of a heart and more of a humanity to her. And so I thought that was the way every experience after that was going to be. And then I'd be like, can I sit in with the writers and have a word with them? And they're like, uh, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, well, so figured out really quick that was not the case. So I feel like this is kind of reflective of that experience. I actually get to sit in and, and be a part of the creative process. Yeah. And I think that like being able to develop a character more, you know, like having that and being able to be like, you know what, that my character would do this or do that and not having to have, you know, that bearing down of a high producer or something, I think is also there. Tammy, your outfits last season were great and wonderful and everything to me is always like, anytime I see you, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I want that. I, I want it. I want it. Where do you get your outfits and everything from? Like, because you stand out. Really? You like the outfits? That's a compliment. Thank you. Finally, somebody's saying something. See, told you <laughs> you would like Kim Kelly. <laughs> your outfits. But I try to get Kelly to wear some of these things. I try to find her some like Terminator dyke glasses and things like that. Our motorcycle glasses. The dykes are great. Dykes are nice. I've worn that t-shirt. I love them. I used to live with one. So back off, cancel culture. But um, I just pick up pieces from all around the world, I guess I should say. And I have some things that I, I find that I like. And I just acquire things that way. People have sort of this reputation that I like the shop. Well, of course I do because I'm always shopping for this look. And I like to keep it fresh as any old or older entertainers from the past used to do always keep it fresh and something new. So I have a habit of that. But do I keep it on the closet? No, I kind of let it all go after a while. I've worn it enough and that's it. But I just pick pieces from around the world and that's how it happens. I mean, sometimes it's my merchandise. Sometimes it's different pieces that I found at a thrift store or a brand new designer in Australia or somewhere. So are we going to see more of those outfits this season? Oh yeah, you're going to see a lot more this time. Sheila donated them all to Goodwill so she could write them off on her taxes, you know. Yeah, and, and Sheila, I, I would like to know about the Sheila voice because the Sheila voice to me is like the best voice in the world. Like I want that to be, I think you should do a podcast just with that voice because I am like, Kelly is killing it. Where did you come up with the characterization behind her? I'll tell you where it came from. That would actually be funny. I should just do a podcast reading the headlines for the day. You know? <laughs> so Trump supporters still think he's the president and JFK coming back to life. It comes from my Aunt Mikey. I, I grew up in, the, in Oklahoma and I had relatives in Texas as well. So a bunch of rednecks. And yeah, it's like a version of my mom, my grandma, her mom, and uh, my grandma's sister, Aunt Mikey. And that's kind of where it comes from. She was one of those that she would ask you a question, but then she'd 
never let you answer. You know what I mean? She'd say like, well, what you been up to? And I'd be like, well, I've been with her. But listen, see if that's the phone. And it's like, she just, yeah, was in her own world. She'd never let you talk. Did she also like stay in the back of, of a car too? Like you did in that, in the preview? <laughs> oh, Lord only knows. Aunt Mikey liked to keep that little flask in her purse. She had like 15 husbands. And every time I'd go see her, she'd have a different house. And I'd be like, I like this house. This one's gorgeous. She's like, I don't like it. And I'm like, how long have you been here? And she's like, three weeks. So she was a character. I loved Aunt Mikey. <laughs> I don't know. I'm boring you with all this. I really no, like you're not. No, it's, I, it's the story behind That's it. That's where the voice comes from. It really is. When you guys first met, when was the first time you guys remember meeting? Officially, I would say when Queens Collide. I met her in the parking lot of the Yukon Mining Company, and she was hooking and trying to pick up tricks. Girl, I never got any of that tranny chaser, you know what? Where did we meet? We met at a documentary that never saw the light of day about drag. Called Queen, When Queens Collide. That's when Queen. What a title. When Queens Collide. Holly Woodlawn was in it. Holly Woodlawn was in it. Willem was in it. Remember, she was wearing those ugly shoes. Mama was in it, but mom, do you know Mama from West Hollywood? She was a staple of the West Hollywood scene. And the Buffon sisters were in it as well. And then there was a plethora of other queens that sang and stuff. Some of them are dead, mind you. God rest their soul. Yesterday was Day of the Muertos, so, you know. But, um, oh God, that's a joke. Um, So then... We're sharing a dressing room, and I walked out of the dressing room, and I was walking down the hallway, and I heard this little voice. And I peeked into this dressing room and there was this woman standing there in the mirror talking to herself like, oh, I think you're my And I thought it was the ghost of Edith Piaf. And I'm like, oh my God, who is that? Girl, I was it, playing the, Stacey was playing the ukulele. Yeah, was playing the ukulele and she was singing uh, and then she started singing Play I'm Happy. And it was Tammy Brown's and we became friends right away. Mm-hmm. We became friends. And two years later, then we were in our little band together with Michael, the Rolls Royces. And then we did a, I'm like, we've done so much together. It's been wonderful. We Austin Drag Fest. We went to the UK together on that tour. Remember that? Yep. We're just two Hollywood corpses trying to live our fantasies. On well, I don't know about corpse. I'm still warm blooded. <laughs> did she tell you about the time she found a dead body? Yeah, I asked her all about that, and she apparently found another dead body too, right? Don't tell Kelly she'll be jumping on it because she's a necrophiliac. She likes to say <laughs> I'm a necrophiliac, but I'm a hypochondriac. She gets the word wrong. Yeah, same thing. Ex- <laughs> same thing. But there are a lot of really hot dead people. I mean, you know. Yeah. James Dean, you know. Mm, Marilyn. Marilyn, Humphrey Bogart, you know, let's get it going. Your two energy is completely polar opposites of each other. Tammy, you are lively, high energy out there telling stories. Kelly, like you said, you're a little bit more reserved when it comes down to it, when, you know, it's not the acting and stuff. How do those two personalities mesh when working together? Is it easy to do? Is it hard to do? Well, I'll tell you something. The thing is, Kelly just really gets a kick at it. She thinks it's so funny when she gets me going on stage. For example, we were doing a show at at the Foo Bar over there. Shout out to Jay in West Hollywood. Thank you for all the good times. Now, we were doing the show. And after the show, her partner, her lifetime companion, Tony, he says to her, he says, 
God, Kel- Tammy was so mad at you, her energy at you on stage and stuff. And Kelly goes, oh, I know. And just thought it was so funny. To be honest with you, it works. I do. I like to egg her on. You know, I like to light a little fire under her pussy every once in a while and just get her all riled up because she gets real riled up. See, that's what people think. Tammy's all yum, yum, red cake, yo, you know, all peaceful and stuff. You get this little, she's a firecracker. She'll get up in your face. She'll, but I've actually fought for her too. You know, I might be kind of shy and reserved, but when it comes to having to defend my friends, she had a little boy toy one time trying to play her. And so I had to call him up and said, I was going to go down to WeHo and find him and shove his head in the gravel. Because, you know, I might- We could eat the gravel, I thought. I can throw down if I have to. Wait, really? You called him up? Yes. And she yes. Did. He finally returned. What was it that he had money or peers or something? He had to return. Oh, something. God. That's how we ended up with the song Porta Potty Prostitute from him. That where that came from? That's where it came from. Porta Potty Prostitute. He go beep, beep, doot, doot. He don't even give a hoot. <laughs> Wait, how, how did Porta Potty Prostitute come from that? Well, because Rod, my creative partner, Rod, for many years, he wrote in this, he wrote this. He's like, oh, really? He's a porta potty prostitute. And he just started writing me a song. And then we threw in some this and that. And that's how it came about. That's how it came about. <laughs> it was a hit in Scandinavia. And that was you with Satellite Baby. Oh, I had a hit in Scandinavia. <laughs> <laughs> she did. Have you been to Scandinavia? Never. I have. Never. I'm like Bjork over there. They think I'm Bjork. They love well, me. I've been over there. Eastern European is Scandinavian, right? Yeah. Like my Bulgaria. Mm. <laughs> she likes Bulgaria. I love the Bulgarians. I chanted for two of them today in the country. She has a fancy for you too, Joseph. Oh, I did. I think that you're just so nice. I told her that today before we talked about you. I try. I try sometimes. You know, other times I can be just like you, Kelly, and I just like, you know, want to like ramp somebody up and get them a little bit angry just to get them a little bit angry. You have to. You know, I went to a party last Saturday night. I didn't get laid, but I got in a fight. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Ain't no big thing. Ain't no big thing. There's nothing but chicken wing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's the way I roll. What has been, Kelly, the craziest story that Tammy Brown has ever told you? You know, she has a lot of crazy stories about her childhood that I find fascinating, especially with her father and stuff. I just find those stories really fascinating. She's a fascinating person, you know? I mean, there's a reason why so many people, especially in the drag world, you know, will say, who's your favorite drag queen? It's Tammy Brown. Who's your favorite entertainer? It's Tammy Brown. You know, she is truly, you know, you hear the term all the time, one of a kind. She is truly one of a kind. (laughs) I mean, in every aspect of the world. So, I mean, there's just too many to, I mean, every day I get a crazy story out of her. She's one flew over the cuckoo's nest, you know. But the thing is, you have some experiences we've had together that were just really out of the ballpark or out of sight, as one would say. Get it ballpark for your uncle. Some <laughs> <laughs> like a switch hit or two. We went and played a wedding up in wine country one time together, and we took a road trip up there. And that was a lot of fun. And we saw a ghost. Remember that? Oh, ghost. God. We saw there in the middle of the wine fields. A goat or a ghost? Ghost. Oh, ghost. ghost. <laughs> I was it, like, okay, you saw a goat? 
It might have been the ghost of a goat. Well, we might have seen a ghost because they they a goat because they had one of those petting zoos at that wedding. It was so unusual. Oh, a petting zoo at a wedding? Yes, it was a comfortable thing. That just smells theme. like shit. And then they hired us to, and they wanted us to pretend we were clowns. Well, and you know something's wrong with them if they're going to hire us to sing at their wedding. I mean, because I sing like really sad songs that make you want to slit your wrist. And then Tammy comes up there and sings Porta Brody Prostitute. <laughs> I'm like, what kind of wedding is this? But we took the money and ran. <laughs> and what about that? Other, when we did Austin, Texas that time, this was the most ridiculous thing. There was this MC, and I don't got anything against people from Alabama, but we were back in there and we were performing behind some trash bags. I mean, that Girl, was our dressing room. Up trash bags against a wall. And we had to go behind the trash bags, and that was our dressing room. And then the lady, the queen, pops in, and she goes, "Oh, y'all, y'all! So you you have something to do with children and nature, and you have something to do with an uncle and baseball." <laughs> nice to meet y'all. <laughs> I'm like, well, wait to put us in a box. She didn't watch anything. She didn't know anything about us. It was just bizarre. No one knew who we were at that bar. It was literally like a dive bar with like a jukebox and they were playing like ZZ Top when we went in. We're like, wow, did this even end up on the roster? (laughs) How do you guys actually, like, this is a a side note question, but how do you guys determine what gigs you want to do? Like, how do you know if a gig's going to be good or bad? Or do you not? Hmm. Kelly, you want to answer that? (laughs) I mean... (laughs) I say no to most everything, <laughs> unless it's acting. If it's acting and it's a really, and it's, you know, like good script or good money. But yeah, it's, I say no to most of those kinds of gigs because I'm not, it's not my gig. Normally I follow my intuition about these kind of things and sort of will go with the flow. If I'm not really getting the feeling, I'll make sure to, to not go with that, I would say, or something sometimes. Or if I get a feeling that it's not quite up to par what I would want, I, I'd probably say no. She brings the party with her. So I've seen her, I've witnessed her turn a bunch of lackluster gigs into big parties. Yeah, and I think that, like, you said that, and now I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, if there was, like, a gig that you were booked for, Tammy, and there was, like, one or two people there, and it was a very sad gig, I feel like you would make that the best night of those two people's lives. Yes. Uh, Well, it got me fired from Puerto Vallarta. Oh, didn't you get fired from Mickey's? Oh, I got fired from Mickey's way back in the day. Yeah, because they I was practically, the, the audience didn't understand me. Isn't that where your most like famous viral like performance of you doing the um, We Like to Party came from? Yeah, and also the LaBouche lip sync as well. Uh-huh. And there's a really good a good one I did of my own song, Shakabuku, you performance from Mickey's really well as well. It's really good. But uh, yeah, that's one of the, I mean, this is part of the business. I mean, it, it, it takes, a, I've been doing this for, I mean, Show business is not a cakewalk. People need to understand that. You have to be able to take this rejection and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, Kelly and I, we both met at auditions where we were going in to be like trans women that were messes with blown up faces, you know, uh, for Tyson chicken commercials, different things. You know what I mean? We've gone and experienced all these different things. There was actually a role on CSI years ago and, Forgive me, I'm just only repeating the title of the role, so don't cancel me. The, the actual name of the role was Raspy Voice Tranny. It's <laughs> the actual <laughs> name of the role. And my friend Bijou booked it, and I kid you not, she has on her trailer door, Raspy Voice Tranny. Oh my gosh! 
They couldn't even give her a name? Well, this is like in the 2000s. Of course, Mm -hmm. there was a lot of that still going on in the early 2000s. And we would do these auditions for commercials and stuff like that. Because we were part of the Lemon Lime, which was Dragon Talent Agency at the time. Hey, honey, you have an audition. Hi, honey. Your sister's not as fierce as you are. What happened to this agency? Is it gone now? Oh, she's around there somewhere. Well, I booked a lot of things. I was highly commercial with them. Not as commercial as the people that got got invited to the competitive parties they invited them to to show them off. Their holiday parties? Oh, I went to that. Yeah, of course. I'm sure to miss that white guy with the dreadlocks, though. Oof. (laughs) (laughs) What would you both say you are excited for the fans to see in this second season. Is there anything that, like, you really want them to see? I'm not asking for spoilers. I'm just saying, is there anything in general that you're very excited of for the project? You know, I think the cool thing about this show, because I saw someone leave a comment the other day, and I think it said something to the effect of, I love the they're drag queens just in everyday normal situations and no one ever acknowledges that they're drag queens. And I love that comment, even though there's not, I mean, it's not completely accurate because I think that's the wonderful thing about this show is that our gender identity is never talked about. It's never defined. So you don't know, are they drag queens? Are they biological women? Are they trans women? You don't know. And they're just living their lives in these hilarious moments, in these very everyday situations. And that is how I want life to be. You're just Ellie, you're just Joseph, you're just Tammy, you're just Sheila, you know? And that's what I love about. And I hope that the fans take from it. It's a celebration of that kind of existence if it could exist. Unfortunately, it can't right now. We all have to talk about that because we're having our rights taken away by, you know, very basic human rights by people who are quite frankly so basic but yeah that's what i love about it is that it's so queer but it's very just in normal everyday life yeah and i think to that same point i love that you said that you read that comment and they're basically saying that you both are never called out you know for being a queen or being this or that, like you kind of don't know. And that's like my favorite thing about reading a book, you know, like when they put a character in there, you in your own imagination envision how you want that character to look, what they wear, blah, blah, blah. And that allows for like just normalcy. It's kind of like you're accepting everything. And it's so good to see that. Absolutely. You know, because we're all just ourselves at the end of the day. I mean, I know for me, I'm ever changing, honey, you know. Did you see her in her drag queen stage? Oh, that was horrible. That was something and, else. I loved it. <laughs> I was not very good at that. I tried it, but I wasn't very good at it. She was great at it. Um, I'm really excited as well with the, well put, Kelly. I like that. That's why I had you go first with that eloquent answer. I'm thrilled that we're going to have a lot more of the musical element in there too. We're having musical element it's really cool that some of the stuff that i dreamed about when i was like being a telenovela or a mexican telenovela and stuff like that that they they had songs attached to it or like what will smith was doing or even the other one j-lo jenny from the block uh what they were doing and you know putting their musics inside the the movie and stuff so we're actually going to have several of the songs new songs two new songs one by john mark and then there'll be one that john mark and i have a duet comedy numbers of course 
And then we're throwing in and making a video. We made a video for See You in the Magazines from it. So the musical element has been added. That's exciting. And that's a totally different way. Is it more so like a natural element to where like it's music like underlaying or is it like actually being put into the show? It's actually put into the show. It'll be put into the show segments or, or worked around. You'll see how it will come about. It's worked in. It's not like, but I mean, it's worked in the songs. Sheila is wheeling and dealing and she's getting record deals for... For the Brown family. Mm. Yes. Is, I, I think I think Sheila should also have a track next season. I think... Well, no, a lot of people don't know this because Sheila don't like to talk about it, but she has a failed country music career in Nashville. She sang backup for Dolly, mm. but she got kicked out of the studio because she tried to kiss Dolly Parton on the lips. But it's neither here nor there. She doesn't like to talk about it. Well, I cannot thank you both enough for being here and chatting with me on uh, the podcast. And also, this will be up on YouTube as well. So if you want to see their beautiful faces and you're listening to the podcast right now, just switch on over to the YouTube. I would love to know, do we have a set date yet? Do we know when everything's going to be dropping? Now. Tonight. <gasps> We're on our way. What time is it? We're on our way to the premiere party. The first episode is on Out TV and Apple TV right now, and then it'll be on Amazon Prime at midnight tonight. So by the time people see this, it's it'll out. be out. It's going strong. Awesome. Well, thank you, Kelly, and thank you, Tammy, so much. Where can everybody find you on those social medias? I am on the corner of Hollywood <laughs> and Vine, usually. Very cheap. You can also find me on Instagram at Kelly Mantle and the Twitters at the Kelly Mantle. You can find me on the TikToks now, Planet yes. Tammy. And then you can also find me, of course, on Instagram at Planet Tammy. And then, of course, check out my website, Planet Tammy. And it'll give you a link of all the music and everything else we have out there and my wonderful little store. Can we still buy makeup wipes? Oh, yeah, we're still selling facial Good. impressions. Yes, yes. So we have any more of those impressions. dolls? Oh, the dolls, we have some, and they will be sold at um, Drag Con. I want one. So I want to drag my like, on it. <laughs> oh, you do? Well, then you might as well get a rag queen for that and pay a little extra money. But it's not you. <laughs> well, this has been a great conversation. I love Kelly and Tammy so much. They're about to go head out to their premiere. Until next time, I'm Joseph Shepard. See you guys later. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Exposed Dragged Out, brought to you by The Dip. I'm Joseph Shepard, your host. You can follow me on all things social at Joseph A. Shepard. That's S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. You can also go to thedip.com slash RuPaul's Drag Race. The Dip with two P's dot com. That's the dip with two P's.com. Use promo code EXPOSED for 50% off your membership. And be sure to check out other podcasts from the dip, including Hot Off the Mess with Samantha Bush, the daily pop culture podcast, Pop Chaser, TV History Podcast, TV Watch Repeat, Real Housewives Podcast, The Slut Pick Podcast, and also I Am the Cute One, America and Ashley Olsen Podcast. Until next time, I'm Joseph Shepard. Expose yourself. Ooh. Show them what you brought.